Thank you for listening to Tahlequah First United Methodist Church's sermon podcast. If you'd like to learn more about our church, you can go online at tahlequahumc.org. Thank you and have a blessed day. Eternal God, in the reading of the scripture, may your word be heard. And in the meditations of our hearts, may your word be known. And in the faithfulness of our lives, may your word be shown. And all of us gathered here today said, Amen. So for the last eight weeks, I've challenged you to read the Gospel of Mark. How'd you do? You still have time. The week doesn't end until, well, midnight tonight. So if you want to cram it all in to to catch up, you're more than welcome to. I would encourage you to to sit down with it. And and this is a great way to read the Gospels, is to sit down imagining yourself reading it as you were sitting right there. And trying to take it all in. It's really great if you can really sit down and carve out the time to read the whole thing in one setting because you get a full sense of how they would have heard it back then because they would have told this all in one sitting. They wouldn't have had you come back Sunday after Sunday after Sunday to hear it. They would have sat down to tell the story. And so let's recap a little bit about this story because this is a beautiful story. In the beginning of the good news when, when Jesus came... The author of Mark prepares us for John. And I love how this gospel starts. In the beginning of the good news about Jesus Christ, God's Son, happened just as it was written about in the prophecy of Isaiah. Look, I'm sending my messenger before you. He will prepare your way. A voice shouting out in the wilderness, prepare the way of the Lord, making his path straight. From the very beginning, this gospel moves. It doesn't just sit and get caught up in the details. It continues on and moves forward and moves us forward to living a life that God has called us to live. This is a beautiful story. And I hope and pray that as you've made it through these last eight weeks of reading just two chapters a week, that you've caught a sense of God's call on you. Because I know for me, that as I've read these scriptures, especially these last few weeks, as I've read them and, and seeing what's going on in the world, it's amazing to see how Jesus can settle us and bring us still. And today's scripture reading, so when I do this scripture, I always like to end, this is the way I like to end Mark's gospel, because this is the way it originally ended. Now, when I talk about it, and I, and I like to reflect on it a little bit, Ashley rolls her eyes at me, and, and she says, I can't believe you're going to do this again. This poor woman has heard this sermon many, many times, but not this one, because it ends differently. In Mark chapter 16, verses 1 through 8, we see how the story ends. When the Sabbath was over, Mary Magdalene, Mary the mother of James, and Salome brought spices so that they could go and anoint Jesus' body. Very early on the first day of the week, just after sunrise, they came to the tomb. They were saying to each other, Who's going to roll away the stone from the entrance for us? When they looked up, they saw the stone had been rolled away, and it was a very large stone. Going into the tomb, they saw a young man in a white robe sitting on the right side, and they were startled. But he said to them, Don't be alarmed. You are looking for Jesus of Nazareth, who was crucified. He has been raised. He isn't here. Look, here is a place where they laid him. Go 
Tell his disciples, especially Peter, that he's going ahead of you into Galilee. You will see him there, just as he told you. Overcome with terror and dread, they fled from the tomb. They said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. This is the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Lamar Williamson, in his biblical interpretation commentary, he wrote these words, Mark's ending is no end. Only the reader can bring closure. As you were hearing this story, and think about it, if you were sitting and listening to the Gospel of Mark from the very beginning until this end, this ending is fitting for the Gospel of Mark. Because the end is up to you. How you live out your faith is up to you. Because a common theme throughout the Gospel of Mark is this fear versus faith. And when Jesus sees that you have faith, you become healed. And so in this story, we notice that, that you know, they're doing what they do best. They're going to go and anoint the body, and they, they have this conversation. Who's going, to anoint the t- you know, who's going to take care of the tomb? And they get there, and could you imagine what it would be like knowing that you knew the body was in the tomb, and you knew that there was going to be an issue of moving away the stone, and you get there, and the stone's already mo- been moved away? Fear starts to set in. Fear of what happened to the body, fear of what happened to the tomb, fear of, oh my gosh, there may be a zombie in there. That's how we would think today because we think and talk about zombies. I mean, they're all over the TV. We would have that fear that, that, that there would be something in there that would be scary and we'd be a little bit afraid. So we could imagine that going into that tomb, they had to overcome their fear. They could have easily said, nope, not going in there, um, uh, that's good. Uh, something happened there, and, and I'll let somebody else handle it. But what's amazing about this story is that notice who goes in, the women. God called the women to go in first, and, and, and they go into the tomb, and, and he's not there. And, and, and I'm sure in that moment that when he's not there, they panic a little bit, and fear tries to grab them again. And there's an angel sitting at his right side. It's okay. And I love these words because these are words that when we hear this in the Bible, we know we're being called, don't be alarmed. Remember in Matthew's gospel when Mary, uh, when the angel comes to Mary and says, do not be afraid. Or when Moses goes to God and, and God, Moses tells God, don't be afraid. When we hear, don't be afraid, be afraid because God's going to ask you to do something. The angel tells the, the people in the tomb, don't be afraid. It's okay. He's not here. He's risen. Fear could set in again. But the angel gives them instructions. Go and tell the disciples, especially Peter, that he's gone ahead of you into Galilee, and you will see him there just as he told you. And as soon as they get that charge, they have the same problem that we all do when we're called. We're afraid. We get that, that, that nodding up feeling inside with us, and, and, and we want to run away. And in this case, they happened, they didn't run away. They actually fled out of the tomb to where the disciples were. So they did what they were. They, they used that fear to get them to where they were, where they needed to be. They could have been oh, so overwhelmed with fear that they chose not to tell the disciples. But realize, we're a byproduct of women speaking out because like handling the fear, not letting it overcome them. 
being willing to tell the disciples that he is risen. Because could you imagine what it would be like having to tell these guys that had been with Jesus the whole time, they knew the story, they'd been around it, he's not there, he's risen. I'm sure in the back of their minds, like, they're not going to believe us. They're going to think that we did something. They're going to try to put the blame on us. I mean, I'm sure that these women were, were wrestling with this whole deal the whole time that they went and told the disciples that fear, were afraid to talk to them. Have you ever been afraid to talk to somebody about something? Seriously? Have you ever been afraid to like share something truthful that needed to be said? That's what these women were feeling. They had to go tell the disciples He's not here. And what's interesting is, is, is if you were listening to this and, and you notice, I always think of it when I hear this verse, when I hear verse 8, they said nothing to anyone because they were afraid. I always imagining it like the, the poet, the single storyteller, and the lights fade out, and then it's up to you to live out that calling. It's up to you to not let fear overcome you. It's up to you to not let the end be the end. It's up to us. So for almost 2,000 years, people have been sharing the story, sharing how God's been at work in this world. They've not been afraid. They've stood up to all sorts of things throughout time because they've not let fear in. We have a choice. We can allow fear to overcome us. And we can walk away. Or we can realize that in the end, God is there with us in the midst of the muck, in the midst of being afraid. God is right there with you, cheering you on, saying, go and do it. I've called you. I want to encourage you this week not to be afraid to share your faith. I think that's our problem in the church, folks. We're too afraid to share our faith because we're afraid of what the repercussions may be. We're too afraid to share our faith with the people in this world because we're so scared of what they may say. You know, I don't care anymore. When, when I go into the store, I, I don't have a problem. I actually like it when people see me in the collar come running. They get a little afraid. They get a little scared that I'm going to talk to them about Jesus. Sometimes they try to talk to me about Jesus. Ashley can attest to this. People love to evangelize to me, even when I'm in the collar or wearing a church t-shirt. There's something about me that calls those people to have that conversation with me. Now, it's always one-sided, and I don't ever get to say anything, but, you know, at least they're not afraid to share their faith. I love what Paul says in Romans, that he is convinced that nothing can separate us from God's love. And I'm paraphrasing here, not even fear can separate us from God's love. It's our choice. But the end is never the end. We have the choice to, to dive in and to go in with our full faith and be willing to be like these women and be able to share the story and be willing to live out a faith that is modeled in the Gospels because what Jesus does in the Gospels is he models a way for us to live. It's that simple. Love God and love your neighbor as yourself. It's that simple. Jesus shows us how to do it. Remember last week when, when we were talking about how the disciples were trying to push the children away and Jesus welcomed them in. 
Remember a couple weeks ago when we, we talked about where our faith was and, and, and how we lived that out in the sense of being open and loving and caring and sharing. Because that's what Jesus did. This story is tried and true for as long as it's been because people are not afraid to share it. Fear is defeated when the women speak up and speak out about what they experienced in the tomb. The story does not end at the tomb. The story continues on even in us today. And we're called to share the good news. We're called not to be afraid. Because sometimes we're like a video clip that I'm about to show you. It's a, it's a great little video clip that Bishop showed a few years ago about this girl getting on a ski lift. And so we show that video, Tom. That's what it's like living out our faith. At first we look over and it may seem a little bit scary. But when we let go and keep straight in God's word, when we get to the end, the celebration will be awesome. So don't let your fear hold you back from living in God's way. Don't let the fear hold you back from not taking that first step and seeing where it takes you. Don't be afraid to share the good news that God loves you and there ain't nothing you can do about it. Because if we can do that, we can make a difference in this world and the end is not the end but a new beginning. And so I challenge you this week to go and let God be the path that you follow. Allow God to get you down that steep hill and allow God to help you celebrate the glory that is to come. And all you have to do is just let go and let God be in control. If you do that, the celebration will be awesome. Let us pray. Thank you for listening to Tahlequah First Methodist Church's Sermon Podcast. If you'd love to join us in person, we worship at 10 o'clock on Sunday mornings, and you can find out more information about us by going online at tahlequahumc.org.